Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I am your host, Janelle Carter. And I am Terry Carter. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, everybody. We are in episode three of season two, and it has been so exciting. We've been talking about our most favorite thing to talk about. Music. Yay. Yes. We are rolling right in from one to the next here. Uh, Definitely, if you're just tuning into this episode, you might want to pop back a couple and listen to this uh, episode one and two. We are kind of doing a series on our original music and talking about the stories behind our music and just kind of neat little things and backstories. Just kind of dissecting things. Yeah. So if you are a music lover, this is for you. All right. And if you're not a River Road Trio fan already, you can check us out at riverroadtrio.com. That is our one of our bands. And uh, all right, so we left off. We just talked about our first album, the Unloaded album, mm-hmm. eight songs that changed our lives. I mean, Lucky, our first single, Big Time Changed Our Lives. Uh, first, first radio play, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, together, together. Yeah. We've had some radio play separately, but like, first time together and so after we released our full album we were like okay let's do it again let's release another album and then we just started dropping singles because we talked about that and Mm -hmm. in the way the industry was moving and is moving not many people or not many artists are doing entire albums anymore yeah it's they're just dropping singles. It just seems to be the new thing now. Yeah. And we have such a great rapport and working relationship with our f- dear friend and producer, Eric Nelson, that we know we can, we can bang out a great session together. Yeah. We can start to finish in a day. Yeah. We're, we're to that point. It was looking, a, I was a little nervous <laughs> on our last session if we were going to run out of time, but we did it. Yeah, we made it. All right. So we're going to roll down our list here of singles. All of the music that we talk about, y'all, that can be found at riverroadtrio.com under music or anywhere you stream your music. You can find us. Just simply search for River Road Trio and we're out there. Yes, we are. Just waiting. Yep. All right. So the first single that we released after the album was 21 Down. Mm. Um, 21 Down. We wrote that in the office. We did. Yeah. Yeah, in our office. Um, 21 Down was the first song that we released as River Road that you sang lead on. Yeah. And it was a fun, it's a fun little song about turning 21 and your glory days. Heading up to spring break. Yeah. Partying it up. Hanging with your friends and doing what you do. Yeah. But it kind of also has that message of, you know, cherish it because, you know, those times don't last. And then Mm -hmm. when you come back, reality kicks in and you get the, you know, the house and the the job. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, we all remember how, I mean, that time flies, you know, we even say that, I think, in there, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. You just start looking back at those days and you're like, oh, man, those are like, those, you know, so it's it's our Bruce Springsteen glory days. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's our version of, of that. His, his has done a little bit better, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bruce, if you're listening. Yeah. What did I say the other day? I yeah. wish I was friends with yeah. Bruce Springsteen. So I told you to call him. He, yeah. So Bruce, call me. 
we have some writing to do. Um, all right. So then we released, so we released 21 down and then out of nowhere, like the only way I can describe how I wrote the next single is that God just downloaded it into my brain and I wrote it. It's the fastest I've ever, ever written a song. And that song is this town. And, um, (laughs) can we talk about how now think about, think about that title. Just say it. This town. Pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. This town. (laughs) This town. Not the town. Not our town. My town. My town. Your town. The town. Uh, Any, every single time anybody requests this song, they ask for anything other than this town. And they love the song. And we appreciate that. It's so funny. It's just hilarious because they're obviously not listening to the lyrics. It's become, well, yeah, I love, I love this town. It couldn't be anymore. In- <laughs> so this town, so I grew up in a small little town um, called Seneca, Illinois, and Terry grew up in a small little town called Dwight, Illinois, and our piano player Kyle grew up in a small little town, Cole city, Illinois. And we were all very regional. I mean, like very close by farm community, neighboring mm-hmm. communities. And we all played each other in, you know, high school sports. And we've all, you know, mixed. We were just neighboring um, communities. So, so this town started as a song that was about, that you know uh, growing up in a small town and what that looked like and because i grew up in seneca there was some specific things that i added like our curfew siren truly did ring at 9 p.m at nine o'clock a siren rang and that meant that was a nine o'clock curfew and it was you couldn't be out if you were under 18 and so what ha- so and then we did a, we did our a music video to it. It was our first music video, and I had a ton of footage from Seneca, and so then it became the Seneca song, mm-hmm. and it was being played at like the football games, and how cool! Which is very cool. Oh my yeah. god, that's so cool! Yeah. yeah, especially because I don't have an athletic bone in my body. Um, so this town, one of our very very favorites. That that's I feel like that song turned a corner for us a little bit on how we write. I would agree with that. Yeah. And and that's going back. I think that's why a good share of the songs that we haven't finished recording Mm -hmm. are still on the shelf because it's kind of not us anymore. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. Um, I just, I, I think we get, like anything else, we get better and better and better and better every... We'd, we'd like to hope so, anyway. I mean, honing our skills. Oh. <laughs> I don't mean our songs, yeah. We're just pushing out one hit after another. Yeah. No, I mean... Sure uh, uh, per, like With Double plywood. <laughs> your favorite thing to say. <laughs> All right, so this town was released. That was um, a great time for me. It had a ton of shares. That was fun, like, on social media. Mm-hmm. And then... We released a really, really fun song that got not as much love, but we still love it. And that's the Island song. Yeah. um, 
You're right. That is it's kind of like lost in between the cracks. I the island song is a very Jimmy Buffetty, Kenny Chesney, Zach Brownie kind of with little Colby Calais kind of beachy feel. Some what were you just making that? No, like a, like a, like a like a a little bit of Brad Paisley type style electric in yeah. it, and then there's classical style like flamingo style guitar in it. Yeah, super, super fun. It's called the Island Song. Obviously, it's beachy, islandy, right. you know, really fun. The iron, the ironic part about the Island Song is that we wrote it in like smack dab middle of January in our car in Rockford, Illinois. Like cold, snow, dirty snow on the highway. And that's where we wrote it. Maybe we were just hoping. Obviously. So the Island Song came out and then we didn't do anything for a while. We, we kind of, cause that one went so well, <laughs> we just took a little, I think we took some time to give some breathing room and some space for our singles to grow that we had released on our album was still growing. And then we released, I still do. Ah, okay. I love this song. Do you know how many people tell me that this is their favorite song? Well, that's nice. I'm, it's so nice. Very, yeah, that's very I still nice do. It features Terry, and it is out of his comfort zone. Terry has um, kind of like a higher range voice, I guess, singing voice. He can. He has an incredible range. He can hit sky high notes, and this is kind of like smoky, low, sexy. <laughs> I love it. And tell him what it's about. It's about you. <laughs> No, well, I mean, well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. <laughs> if you hear the lyrics, but what? Well, it, it was kind of a spinoff of anymore. Yes. How you wrote that about? I wrote anymore about like you don't do this anymore, and you're not like ever this anymore, and can we just not fight anymore about right. it? And I still do is everything good about you <laughs> <laughs> again in case Terry Carter isn't quite yet your favorite he will be by the end of the show yeah no I still do is about a couple who's has been together for a long time mm -hmm. and the the one partner is telling the other you know telling her you know her husband or boyfriend or whatever is telling her I still think like, I know you don't see that you're sexy still. I know you don't see, you know, you look in the, the mirror. You once were. Yeah. You look in the mirror and you see this like tired, gray hair, you know, long, you know, older person and you're in and you see this. But the song is saying, I know you don't see that, but I still do. I still see that person that I fell in love with. I still, you still drive me crazy. Yeah. Five, 10, 15, 20 years. Ain't got nothing on you. Hmm. My, so, so one of the last lyrics is, um, something about driving you crazy, you know, you still drive me. Yeah. You still drive me crazy, you know? And my mom was like, Oh, that's funny. Like, so you drive. And I'm like, not like that. Not in a bad way. Like, it's not about me driving him crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, Okay. Here's a little fun fact. I still do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the first song that we sang, performed live 
on Chicago's very own WGN Channel 9 News. Mm -hmm. And it was the most nerve-wracking because it's live. Yeah. Like, it is like, in five, four, three, two, one, and you're on. Oh, yeah, that's kind of how it felt for me. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was was great. What a great experience. Yeah. It was, we got to perform in the same room that the Bozo Show was taped. And if you are a Chicagoan, you know how special that is. History. Oh, my gosh. It's just. Unreal. I'm like, where's the Bozo Buckets? Where's the Bozo Buckets? Yeah. Where's the Bozo Buckets? Very cool. So I still do one of my favorites, one of your best vocal um, performances, oh, I think, that we have recorded. Um, okay. Then we dropped Lonesome for Kentucky. Hmm. Okay. So I'll let you take the steering wheel here. Okay. Um. Well, back in the 50s, my uh, my dad wrote a song, and um, it was about when he left home when he was 14, and um, the large family, so he basically left home to make it easier on his parents, you know, so. Wow. Um, I can't imagine. That's, yeah, that's our daughter's age. Yeah. They were tobacco farmers, and, um, you know. 14? He left, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 14. And he came to Illinois and he got a job wheeling concrete. So he wrote that song and growing up, he'd always sing it around the house. And I, you know, he'd have his guitar, the very one that we record with. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, he would sing and I always loved it. I mean, he had, he had quite a few songs actually. He was a good writer. And um, I don't know, for some reason that song always stuck in my mind. I just really, it really, it really, you know, meant something to me. And I always promised myself that I would record it one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I tried to do it when he was still alive, but I didn't have the connections. It wasn't the right time. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I, you know, I didn't have the direction or anything. So, mm-hmm. but I did it. Yeah. Got, you made good on yeah, that. I got me, I got it recorded. And I don't, so, so one year for your birthday, I, went ahead and got the copyright and the um, like all the legalities in place yeah. and cre- like designed the cover art. Oh, I still have the, the original handwritten. Yeah. You know, when he we wrote took the that with out. us. Yeah. Well, we framed those and took those with us. And then I booked the studio time and said, you know, if this is your birthday present, <clears throat> like you're going to do this. And then we put together a oh. really cool, like, video montage of oh of my dad yeah your dad and with a song behind it so that that's very really emotional neat. for me yeah you it was funny when we were when we when i showed it to you because you knew i was working on it right or did i surprise you you surprised me so i was working on it and i'm by no means like very i'm, I'm techy enough to you know kind of be able to do this but um i showed it to you and you were like so grateful and so impressed and like Wow, like you thought that was so wonderful. And then the next day you went to work and I went to work and then you called me from work and you're like, I can't work. I can't <laughs> stop crying. I can't, I can't get it together. And so that was, it took a minute to hit, but um, that was special. Yeah. 
So uh, Lonesome for Kentucky, you can check out our videos. We've been talking a little bit about some music videos for this town and for uh, the island song. We have a cool little um, lyric video. You could check that all out on YouTube. All you do is check out River Road Trio's YouTube, River Road Trio, and uh, all of our stuff will pull up along with some like live performances. So we dropped Lonesome for Kentucky. That was a really great um, time. And then we dropped Tequila and Whiskey featuring our friend, our buddy, Elliot Sedgwick. Yeah. This was a little bit different for us. Well, it was a huge difference for us because um, I wanted to work with another artist to cross market, I thought it would be fun and kind of interesting to step outside that box. Yep. And throw Elliot into our, uh, box and throw me kind of into his world and cross market with those fans because Elliot's a great artist and a great, great writer. He's a great person. He's a friend of ours. And why not, right? Like, help each other. And so Tequila and Whiskey um, is a slow, ballady song that um, is kind of, you know, it's this person has done everything they can think of, you know, and drink and stop drinking and you name it to try to kind of get past this pain. And and they're just still feeling lost. So um, Elliot did a great job. Um, It was just a neat little mm-hmm. project yeah, it was and uh then freedom of love came out freedom of love to date has been by far the most special song that we've written yeah i will definitely agree with that not only that but it was so ahead of its time oh no one could have ever known so freedom of love is a song that is honoring the helpers it's honoring our first responders, our law enforcement officers, our teachers, our medical people who are doing hard jobs, raising other people's children. Um, the artists, the people who are trying to keep art alive in lives, the creators and then most importantly, it honors those who have lost their lives to suicide. And so although those things all seem very different, there are a lot of suicides within those uh, groups of those oh, groups, yeah. you know, in police officers. And yeah. in, in, it's hard to shake their, you know, mm-hmm. they take everything home with them and they can't, you know, that's, that's a, yeah. That's really difficult. So we're talking about, oh, the you know, like the coroner. Like we even like spotlight the coroner. Mm-hmm. And and so we put the song together, kind of like an anthem-y feel, very emotional, not super slow. Um, has like an accordion in it. It's really cool. And I knew that it needed a visual. We knew it needed a visual. And so we started planning our very first professional music video with an incredible video producer, Steve Rogers, who has now become one of our dearest friends. Um, We partner up with him and his wife. They're another 
entrepreneurial couple who we spend a good amount of time with. We meet with them once a week. Anyway, he put this, he and his son, Cody, put this to life, this song to life. Yeah, they did a beautiful job on it. And it well. Yeah. And so you can check it out and see, but it, we spotlight our local sheriff's department, our police department, our um, teachers, all of these, you know, our medical, again, all of these groups of people. And then the families of those who have lost someone to suicide. And so we release it in December of 2019. And a little over a year later, COVID hit. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Or did we release it in December? Yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, I'm not sure. December of 2020 was a year ago or just this past December. Right. Right. So it was a year ago. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So we're in quarantine in December of 2020. Right. So we release it and holy crap, like, this all happened. Yeah. And it's like, so, had we known, you know, and so, um, we would have got a hold of that. maybe Ellen or somebody. Maybe <laughs> I tried, help. I tried to get a hold of Ellen DeGeneres. I was <laughs> like, listen, like, this is impressing. Like I, we didn't mean to do this, but we did it. And so, um, yeah. And so we have, and then we have an, a brand new one coming out here pretty soon. Uh, I know we're going a little over time. My, my, uh, my producer over here has given me the, watch your time signal, but there's just one more song on here. I want to talk about. Um, and this was a little bit different for us too, because seek and you shall find was a song that we recorded. And that was the last time we were in the studio before shutdown and seek and you shall find is not a song that we wrote. No. Okay. This is a song that, um, the sweetest, sweetest lady from Tulsa, Oklahoma, she she wrote this. She heard this prayer and was given this prayer like 30 years ago and woke up out of a sleep, wrote this prayer down and connected with us. Th- like, it's just such a crazy, like, it's so crazy that it has to be divine. Right. So she connected with us through a friend of ours, a dear friend of ours who you went to school with. And we've known for all these years, not only that, but he has given us opportunity after opportunity yes. to play music for him. He's yep. uh, um, in the restaurant business and we've been able to entertain for him. And so he connected all of us and we released this, this beautiful seek and you shall find. It didn't really have like, it had a sort of a melody, but we needed to write the music around it. And that was a very unique and different, um, time for us yeah because we're going off for me musically i'm writing around someone else's feeling i'm I'm used to writing around what Mm -hmm. you do and you have that creative control Mm -hmm. too when it's your own Mm -hmm. hey if i don't like this lyric like we changed just this last two days ago when we were in the music studio we were done with our new single it's not you is the name of it and we were like literally had like 10 more minutes of the session and we decided at the last minute to change the lyric. Well, we can do that because we own all of those creative rights. And for something like this, you're honoring this person's, right. you know, this person's prayer. 
in their what they were given as a gift. And so Seek and You Shall Find was released um, right as we were kind of teetering on getting ready to close down. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so all of that music that we've talked to today uh, about you, uh, talked to you about today. <laughs> there, I couldn't find my you, words for a minute. You got it can be found at riverroadtrio.com. It's going to be the easiest way to do it. You can go click on music, check it out. You can download all of those songs there. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on anywhere where you stream music. All right. Now my producer is giving me the, like, he's going to cut me off in the, in the um, Grammy music's <laughs> going to be playing behind me. So my name is Janelle Carter. You have been listening to no stage lights podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Terry. We'll right. See you soon. Take care.